Welcome to the Orbit of Venus podcast. My name is Jane Archer, and I am your host. This is a space we will explore all the ways in which Venus orbits our own lives. Beyond just a planet in the sky and a popular feminine archetype commonly seen throughout history in cultures across the world, Venus represents all things beauty, radiance, creativity, embodiment, relationship, aesthetic, expression, what we value, mother nature, pleasure, and ultimately love. Together we will dive deep into the many sacred mysteries, teachings, and topics of all things Venus. Welcome to the orbit of Venus. Welcome home. Welcome. How are you guys doing out there? Um, Today's Friday, March 20th, and I, to be honest, I wasn't going to release anything today because I just haven't been in the space, but then I thought, you know, no, I'm going to show up. (laughs) Uh, And so here I am. So hello, everyone. Uh, I am sending you all a huge hug right now. And yeah, you know, what a wild wild week this has been. Um, I just have to be honest, like I was taking it in stride and, you know, um, really trying to soak in this time. And I think a few days ago, I even like cleaned my house and bought flowers. And then last night, everything shifted and my, my axis got a little bit, uh, shook up and I'm still in it. I'm just going to be honest. I'm still in it but I'm taking it one hour at a time right now and I'm doing my meditations and I'm, you know, doing my breathing practices. So I'm, I'm suiting up and showing up, but regardless the fear and just the anxious feelings are still there. And, um, I know I'm not alone in that. So I feel like I should just be honest, uh, regarding that. However, um, I don't think there's a right way to do this right now. And, um, yeah, you know, time is a cycle and this too shall pass. Um, and I guess right now we're all, we are all on the roller coaster together. So I just think that right now it truly is just one day at a time. So, um, yeah. And if you're out there and you're struggling or you're looking for resources, there, um, are a ton of amazing, incredible online resources to be tapped into right now. Um, I know uh, my friend Madeline Giles from episode three, she is releasing a course right now. Um, I think it's for people pay what you can. So if you want, you can go to episode three uh, or and check out Madeline's website. All of her information is there. Um, I just saw that in her newsletter today and she reached out. And so her work is phenomenal. Um, I know that Rama Institute, R-A-M-A Institute, uh, based in Southern California, but they are, they have Rama.tv and um, Rama Online. You can check them out. They're a Kundalini yoga studio platform. I know that Guru Jagat is releasing a ton. I think they're doing 24-7 right now of online uh, classes, live classes with teachers all over the world are hosting classes. So that's super powerful. Um, I think just to be connected to a community right now can help. Um, 
I personally live alone, so this time right now I'm really having to stretch and reach out to my community, uh, you know, just to make sure that we don't get too isolated and and too in the fear. Um, that I think, even if you're with your family or your loved ones, I think it doesn't matter. Fear can can you know grow anywhere. So for me, um, connection, uh, breath. Um, are all, you know, lots of love, laughter. They are the antidotes to fear. And then also just the reminder that um, nothing is forever. So, which I feel like we are all learning in real time. Um, And yeah, so those are some awesome, uh, awesome uh, links or websites to check out if you're struggling. Also, Gabrielle Bernstein, um, I'll link this stuff below, but Gabrielle Bernstein, if you Google her, she's uh, been going online every day and um, sharing a lot of amazing wisdom to help with anxiety, uh, et cetera. So yeah, right. You just got to find your tribe right now. And, um, you know, I, at first I was like, oh, I'm going to get all this stuff done in quarantine. <laughs> and uh, right now I'm not in that space. So I would say be wherever you are and um, who knows, right? Every day is different. Tomorrow could be totally different in the best of ways. So, uh, and pray for miracles, you know, expect miracles right now, guys. Um, You know, I've often heard the term, like when we expect miracles, they happen or just expect miracles, period. And I, I personally, even though I'm not right now in this moment in that space, I am really feeling like uh, now is such a powerful time for all of us to be calling upon miracles. And they're real. They exist. Uh, let's let's do it collectively. Um, anyway, all right. So yeah, I'll keep it quick. So I'm actually really excited. And today I'm happy that I am uh, getting after it and putting this episode out, even though I haven't sent it to the, to the, an editor. So, uh, beware if you hear of any glitches or whatever, it's because I simply am just taking this and I'm just releasing it because of the times I don't want to be precious right now with, uh, wisdom and materials. So I recorded it this week. Um, so bear that in mind. So we talk a little bit about, this current situation and ways to help with anxiety and immunity. Um, and also it's so, okay. So it's with Dr. Danielle Olson, Dr. Danny Olson. She is uh, a chiropractor here in Southern California and she, uh, a doctor in chiropractic medicine and also craniopathy, um, which, uh, I'm not a hundred percent, uh, knowledgeable in that realm, but I know it has to do with the skull and how the skull affects uh, 80% of our, bo- or our nervous system. And it's, you know, the cranial sacral sciences. So she's very well versed in that. And she's also a practitioner of Reiki and Qigong. But one of the reasons I wanted to bring her on is be- and something that really drew me to her when I first heard her on a podcast last year is she healed herself, uh, with the assistance of her guides and prayer, uh, from a brain tumor. And I was floored when I heard her story. It's quite phenomenal and it's beyond logic. So she, and then um, ever since, and then it's also an episode about developing her psychic and healing abilities. And she's always had a fascination with healing uh, since she was a young kid. So it is just really expansive if you're into the healing arts, if um, maybe you are 
in a situation with health right now that feels like you are completely at the end of the rope um, and that there's nowhere else to go, she really tackles it all. And she talks about how um, our, you know, our human experience is layered, that medicine is not just physical, that it's multi-pronged or uh, she talks about the emotional, the spiritual, the mental, and then also the physical. So she's just super inspiring. And um, I went to her last year for a foot problem I was having, and she was able to fix it in two sessions. Like she's very intuitive. I, I would consider her a medical intuitive. I don't know if she calls herself that though, but um, she's like an angel in real life. She's quite a beautiful presence. So I just wanted her good vibes out there in the world right now. And she's, I just saw on her Instagram that she is starting to do remote work. So that is a little tip. Um, and yeah, so lots of love you guys. Um, you know, we, I really believe in the spirit, uh, resiliency and the spirit's I'm sorry, I'm not thinking straight. I really believe in the, uh, the ability for the human spirit to rise and that, um, you know, I think right now it's natural for all of us to just be in however we are. Um, and it's okay. And we can lean on each other in these times. And I'm, I'm just really being reminded of that. I've had so many, uh, beautiful people reach out and, um, so don't forget about your loved ones, people that pop into your mind, shoot them a text. Um, now is the time to really, you know, dig in and lean into our connection. I really think that that's what this time is trying to also show us, to pause and to connect and to help each other through. And it's hard. Like I've had some people reach out to me and wanted to offer me help. Uh, and I I bristle at that because, you know, it, like my first reaction is to, ugh, to allow people to help me sometimes can be uncomfortable, but I think now we're going to have to let, let that go <laughs> and really open up our uh, hearts and get uncomfortable and let love in. So anyway, guys, all right, lots of love, reach out to me, Instagram me, call me, text me, um, whatever you need. I'm here. And, um, yeah, so I will let Dr. Danny take it away. All right, guys, welcome to the Orbit of Venus podcast. I'm really excited. I'm here today with an amazing woman, uh, healer, Dr. Danny. Dr. Danny, thank you and welcome to the podcast. Hi, everybody. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, super excited to have you on. Um, I will have gone deeper uh, into your backstory about how I came to you in the intro. So the audience already knows that by now. But um, would you mind starting off with just giving people a little bit of your uh, cultural upbringing and background and where you're from, et cetera? Oh, okay. Um, so I was raised in Minnesota in a very small town called Grand Marais, right on the edge of Lake Superior and Canada, and I now live in Los Angeles next to another big cold body of water, <laughs> just a saltwater one, yeah. and it's a very fun, fun place to live. Um, I was raised in a family with six kids. I'm the youngest of the six, and I have an identical twin sister, so that was always fun to uh, have an instant playmate, and she wasn't too happy when I decided to move out here, but we get to see each other quite often, mm. so that's a lot of fun. Amazing. Um, and so, yeah, if you don't mind um, giving us some intro into what you do and and basically your incredible healing story, we can kind of pick and pull from it. But if you could just give give the listeners an intro into who you are and what you do and what got you there. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> There's a lot. There's um, a lot there, okay. but we can kind of piece through sure. it. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, so I'm a doctor of chiropractic. I um, have taken in a lot of, of different tools into the, the work that I do. So I'm a craniopathist, so I do working with the brain and the plates of the skull and how they, they move and how people deal with emotions and thought process and ADD and anxiety and things like that, which I think we should get into later. Um, I'm also a Qigong grandmaster and a Reiki master, and I'm studying homeopathy right now. And so what I'm looking at is, is getting a full body spectrum of, of how to understand people. And, and I'm so grateful for the doctorate that I have because we do get trained to look at people, not just as a physical symptom, but what is happening in their bodies um, that may be emotional or chemical or spiritual or physical mm-hmm. and address those issues and help a body process through to become its best self possible. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I kind of had an interesting background. I've had two near-death experiences that I don't even know if you know about those, Jane. Mm, No. But when I was almost two, my brother found me face down in a lake. And uh, in Minnesota, lakes in in May are still very, very cold. So I had a snowsuit on, and he found me face down in the water. And he reached in and grabbed me by my hood and, and pulled me out and... Uh, I started breathing, and, and everybody thought it wasn't that big of a deal. And, you know, they got me, me changed, and everybody packed a car and, and drove back home and gave me a bath and got me dry clothes and everything. Mm-hmm. But I also had another one when I was 15, when I was still living in northern Minnesota, and I was pulled under by the undertow in a river. Yeah. And in both instances, I went down the, you know, the proverbial tunnel mm-hmm. and saw this this light and uh, felt this peace and it, it was such a an amazing experience i remember thinking that i really didn't care if i came back mm. to earth it wasn't it wasn't like i was desperate or scared or anything like that but i just always knew that i felt different than the other five kids in the family and i, and I wasn't quite sure why mm. and um between the two, the two of those new death experiences, my brother's really good friend was paralyzed in a car accident when I was 10. Wow. And I became so fascinated with understanding the body and, you know, seeing him in one instant playing football and the next instance not being able to move anything from his neck down. Mm. And it was so, it was just this thing that I just wanted to learn about all the time. And I remember watching the other side of the mountain movie about Jill Kinmont, the, the skier that went off a mountain and broke her neck. And I was fascinated with Johnny Erickson, the painter that painted with her, with her mouth because she was paralyzed in a diving accident. And I remember shortly after Steve was uh, paralyzed, I was in a mall with my mom and my sister, and I and I felt this electrical kind of a impulse from the the right side of the the mall area, and I, and I turned and I looked. Like, what in the world was that? And I saw this bookstore, and I immediately honed in on this book that I was like, I I need this. I, I told my mom and my sister, I'm like, hold on just a second, and I went over and I picked up the book, and it was Gray's Anatomy, wow. and. It was a dollar, <laughs> and I remember saying to my mom, can I have this? And, and she said, what is it? And I said, 
Grey's Anatomy? And she's like, you want an anatomy book? I'm 10, you know? And, and I, I said, I, yeah, for some reason I need this. And I would sit as a kid and I would look through these pages and I was so fascinated by them. And, and I finally ended up going to St. Olaf College for my undergrad. And I remember my dad calling me up one day and saying, hey, you know, I've been thinking about this fetish that you have with spinal cords. And I said, I don't have a fetish. I'm just fascinated. I would love to work with spinal cord injuries. Mm. And he said, well, have you ever thought about looking into chiropractic? Mm. I said, what's that? You know, we didn't have that in northern Minnesota. But he said, well, I've got this friend. And he brought me to this friend to, to watch what he did all day. I didn't quite understand what he was doing, but when I got done at the end of the day, I was having stomach pains, and, and I had been having them for about three months, and I was thinking maybe I had ulcers or something like that. It was a very stressful time being in college, and I never said anything to this doctor, and he said, well, we should probably check your spine, and I said, well, you know, everybody else that's come in here has had back pain. I've never had back pain, mm. but I was a gymnast, and I'm, you know, plenty of rough and tumble things as a kid with, you know, five brothers and sisters, mm. but I never had back pain. And he did one spot, he found this one spot on my back, and it felt so good. He did this little release on it, and I didn't quite understand what he did, but I remember going out to dinner that night with my dad, and I had no stomach pain. Wow. But I didn't notice it until my dad pointed it out. Mm. And it's so funny when you don't have the symptom and all of a sudden somebody says, well, boy, you must be feeling better. You're eating really well. I'm like, yeah. oh, my stomach's not bothering me. That's when I realized, I'm like, this is a great doctor to have because it's looking at function. Mm. It's not looking necessarily at symptoms. And for me, I was a changed woman. Wow. <laughs> so I ended, up, um, I ended up going to my, through my doctorate. And after I um, graduated, I started having all these really unusual health symptoms. And I was thinking it was the stress of starting a new practice. And and um, I'd had a, a daughter during the time while I was in my, my schooling. And so I had a toddler. I had this brand new practice that I'd opened with a friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just, it was scary. You know, financially it was scary. Here you've got six-figure student loan debt and you've mm-hmm. got a rent now and a mortgage and a car payment and a child. And I, I guess I thought that my issues were stress related, mm-hmm. but then the more I looked at them being trained in neurology, I realized I had to have some sort of a tumor mm-hmm. and I was starting to go blind and the headaches were so debilitating and I was having endocrine issues. And I just, I realized that this was bigger than I realized that, what I thought was dealing with, Mm -hmm. you know, I thought stress, you know, stress is easy. You can figure that out, but a tumor, (laughs) like I just, I just couldn't figure out how to kind of get my head around, literally how to get my head around it. And with all the symptoms I was having and having my background in my doctorate, I realized that the type of tumor I had would come back about 80% of the time after surgery. And I didn't like the odds. Mm -hmm. And so I decided, you know, here I'm trained in understanding this innate intelligence and that the body can heal itself. And I said, I'm going to figure this out. I got to figure out why I have this. And I fasted for 10 days. I changed to a vegetarian diet. I I called a craniosacral therapist that I had met months earlier because I didn't understand what she did, but I knew she worked with heads. Okay. 
so this is where the, the, the great things really started to happen. I found a place at her office that I could go and be quiet mm. and get away from the toddler, get away from the practice, get away from all the stresses of life and just be quiet. Mm. And she worked on a, and lived on a houseboat, which was awesome. Wow. In Minnesota. <laughs> In Minnesota, wow. which is crazy because this was December. So it was, I mean, the yeah. water was frozen. So <laughs> it, and this boat was shrink-wrapped in plastic. I mean, Minnesota, we're crazy hardy people to live there. <laughs> yeah, but, so it must have been extra quiet at her place. Oh, it was so nice. You could hear mm. the fish eating the algae off the bottom of the boat. It was just, it was so peaceful. And the first time I went there, I really didn't feel anything. Uh, I didn't understand what she was doing. The second week when I was going back, my vision was going very, 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 very quickly. Mm. And it really hit me as I was driving uh, that this car came and passed me on the left, and I hadn't even seen it. Oh, my gosh. Because my size of maybe looking through a quarter mm. size. And, I mean, it just it shocked me when this car went by me, and I was like, oh, my God, i got to take this seriously. Mm. Like, I'm not going to drive after today I, I can't see and so the rest of the drive was probably about 20 minutes left I remember saying today's the day today's the day I, I'm not going to be able to drive after today I'm going to figure this out today so my intention the whole rest of the drive was today's the day mm. and no questions asked it was I mean I had to figure it out and I got there, and you know, she opened the door, and I was like, let me lay down. <laughs> I am so ready to do this today. Just, just let, me, let me lay down and figure this out. And she's like, okay, okay, go ahead, go ahead. And as I was laying there, um, I had never had this happen before, but I, I started having this vision of this cliff. on the. It looked like it was right next to the massage table that I was laying on. So I was laying on my back, and I was telling her about seeing this image of this cliff and I said what does that mean and she said I have no idea mm -hmm. um, why don't you describe it to me and so I could describe it in great detail it looks like gray granite it's kind of shiny it looks like I could climb it like almost like it's got natural hand and footholds mm -hmm. and she said okay well why don't you climb it I said do you want me to climb the imaginary cliff okay all right so I got I, I started visualizing myself climbing t up this rock face and I got about maybe eight feet from the top and all of a sudden I felt hands grab me from behind underneath my armpits and lifted me up on top of this thing yeah. and on top of the cliff and I, I just completely shocked me I think I even went whoa when she said what <laughs> what happened said, there's somebody here hmm. with me and she's you and I said I'm on top of the cliff there's somebody here and there was it was weird there was no light there was no dark there was no colors but I could feel this man within arm's reach of my right arm mm. and, and I turned to where I could sense him and the love that was coming from this man was so beautiful I mean it was not human love mm. and I said it has to be an angel mm. it, it I mean I don't know much about angels but that is not human and she, the uh, cranial psychotherapist said, well, why don't you ask us some questions? And so I did. I asked him why I had this tumor. And at this point, and I don't know, Jane, if you know this, but I, I get messages while I work with clients. Yes. I receive guidance. Yeah. So this is the first time I had received guidance. So, and it was weird because it was like, like he was talking to me, but I was hearing it 
not as a voice, but as a knowing on the left side of my head. And I could hear him say, you need to look within. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. So I asked him, okay, am I, am I doing the right thing? Am I on the right path? And he said, you're doing well, go on. And I said, if you're an angel or where I think you're from, how is my dad? And my dad had died four and a half years earlier. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of interested in it. You know, he was the one that got me into my doctorate and he was a good, a good dad of us, six kids mm-hmm. had his own struggles, but I mean, all parents do. Yeah. And the angel disappeared Wow. when I asked that question and I was laying there and honestly, I was a little bit pissed yeah. and, and more frustrated, I guess, than anything. Like what, 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 <laughs> that was really cool. I want that to happen more. Mm. And so I was asking this, this woman that was helping me, I said, is this normal for your sessions? And she said, no, this is, this is all you. She goes, you know, you came in here with so much intention for receiving answers. This is your experience. And I said, wow, wow. that was wild. And then as we got to be talking, all of a sudden I felt him back, but he was on the other side of the room and he had brought my father to me. Oh, my God. It was so crazy. I mean, he was supporting my dad's, it was his left, no, his right elbow and his wrist. Like he was holding him and presenting his arm. Like you asked about your dad, here he is. Wow. And I mean, I burst into tears and I, I couldn't believe it. I was, I didn't even know what to say. And, you know, of course I'm like, Ooh, dad, you know, I have this yeah. tumor. I want to have another baby and I can't because it's affecting my pituitary gland and I'm almost blind. And this angel wants me to look within and I don't know what that means. And <laughs> I, I don't know what to do, Dad. And these headaches, they're just killing me and I, I don't understand. I don't know what to do. And he said, I'm proud of you, baby. Aww. And as soon as he said that, I, I immediately calmed down. Mm. And I said, God, Dad, I feel so bad I didn't see you before you died. And during the time when he was he was dying, he had cancer for many, many years. And I was 26 years old at, when he was going through his end stages. And I honestly could not get my 26-year-old brain to even think about being in the room with him. Mm. Just the thought of seeing him take his breath, last breath, I just couldn't do it. Yeah. I ended up going to Mexico, and he died while I was there. And I found out from a little cute little boy on a on a bicycle that biked up to my condominium and he handed me a piece of paper mm. that dad died call sister mm. and you know as soon as I said this to my dad I was like I feel so bad I didn't see you before you died all of a sudden I had this aha moment I said oh my gosh we learned about this in my doctorate Bodies can manifest diseases based on things we don't handle emotionally. Mm. And I had suppressed this, the the regret that I had from not seeing him. My body manifested a tumor behind my optic nerves, and I I acknowledged it. I said, I did this. Mm. Oh, my gosh, I created this. And as soon as I acknowledged this, a hand, this can sound wild, but this hand came through the ceiling holding something very sharp and pointed and it pushed it down into my head into my brain and right into the tumor and all of a sudden this light came through like the light that I saw when I had the near-death experiences but it was more of a 
bluish tint, and it went through my whole body. Like every single cell was being bathed with this light, mm-hmm. and I had my eyes closed, but I could I could see it. If as weird as that may sound, mm-hmm. I could see it going through every single cell, starting from the top all the way down. And I lay there, just taking this all in, just going, "Oh my God!" You know, I think I'm being healed. Mm-hmm. This got to be what this is, and. It lasted for several minutes, and all of a sudden it pulled whatever it was out of my head, and I laid there for several minutes with my eyes closed. I was so worried that I was going to be disappointed mm-hmm. and not be able to see. And when I finally opened my eyes, my vision was perfect. Oh, my God. And it was so incredible. There's no words to describe the ecstasy of going from the state of being in a tunnel and feeling like you're being closed in, closed in, closed in every day to all of a sudden everything's brighter. Wow. You know, you can peripheral things around you. And I knew at that moment my life was changed. Mm. I remember calling my mom, just going, you're not going to believe what happened. And I said, I'm healed. I mean, I am a changed person. Well, I would go into my office and... I would see people and I would remember what this light looked and felt like and it would generate into people and all of a sudden word was going out that you know there's this, there's this young doctor in St. Paul <laughs> is doing all these crazy things like people with MS don't have MS anymore or people that have blindness maybe from MS right. aren't blind anymore or, or people with tumors that the tumors are going away and oh I, I couldn't explain it and it wasn't like it wasn't like I was in charge I think what I figured out is if my intention was was there for them to receive this healing or this life-changing event Mm. but they also had it that's when the magic would happen and people have asked me over the years you know how how did you how did you do this? Like how did you heal this thing? How did you know? And I said, I had not one itty bitty piece of dust of doubt mm. that I could figure out why I had a tumor. And when I, I think when people don't realize that they have the power, that their mind has the power to one hundred percent own what they want to achieve, that's the key here. Yeah, and. And so I would have you know, other people come into my office, and I, I could see what's going on. I can see, you know, where energy isn't flowing. I could see how to to move things along. And sometimes I'd have really great results, and sometimes not a lot would happen. And I'd ask the person, "Do you believe that this can happen?" And they're like, "Yeah." They said, "Do you really?" Yeah. <laughs> well, this, okay, how does one remove doubt from people? Mm. That one I, I still can't figure out, but I know when a person is with me, I am 100% with that person. I get entrained with their body. I look around at what's what's happening, where things are flowing or not flowing, mm. and I give it my all, whether it be through Reiki, whether it be through Qigong, whether it be through neurology or craniopathy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's been my experience with you is that you really are a thousand percent present when you're dealing. I mean, that was my experience. And so fascinating. 
Thank you for noticing that. I, I think it's helped being raised in a family with six kids because I can thrive in chaos. Yeah. So if, you know, if, if somebody brings their child with them or their dog or something to my office, mm-hmm. I am, their dog can be over playing with my dogs and, and I'm just so with them. Mm-hmm. I am, it's, it's really funny. I keep thinking, yeah, there was a reason I was raised into such a large family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, that's beautiful. You will learn how to thrive in chaos. <laughs> that is like a superpower, um, especially in today's, in today's situation. So, so how did that look for you? Like, did your, were, were your doctors amazed or, um, did oh, was the gosh. tumor gone or, or what was the trajectory yeah, there? Yeah. And you had another daughter. Yeah, so small yeah, right. details, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so my follow up, follow up, um, MRI showed no scar tissue. Oh my God. Nothing. What? And it was so funny. It, my, my doctor said, well, I, I guess that can happen. <laughs> And I'm like, how come, how come before when I saw the MRI and it was like, oh, crap, that thing's huge. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, how come nobody saw that before and all of a sudden now that we don't even have scar tissue, now it can happen? I mean, it just mm-hmm. didn't even make any sense to me. I even had one doctor that I had um, trained with as an intern. And I, I went to go tell him, like, this is a miracle. This is a miracle. i got to tell you this story. And he's like, that is the work of the devil. Oh and my gosh! What? No! <laughs> wow! Okay. Uh-huh. No credibility in yeah. my mind anymore. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. I have witnessed something so remarkably powerful. Mm. It is not, definitely not devil in there. Not at all. And yeah. it's been so fun. Like so, over the course of these these many years, I've received guidance to do all kinds of things. I mean, I've been told to go to different places around the the country mm. for I don't know what. Mm. Like, I was told to go to Washington, D.C. And I'm like, I'm not into politics, but mm. I went to Washington, D.C. That place rocks. Yeah. It is so spiritual. There are so many amazing things in Washington, D.C. Yeah. Those yeah. museums, the Library of Congress is magic. Mm. Absolute magic. Yeah. And, and, I, and I get... I work with people too. I get guidance while I'm working with them. It's like, look at this, you know, mm-hmm. look at this, try this, you know, this, this is the key to this, this person's whatever is going on. Wow. It's fat. I love it. Wow. And so, and so I just really want to unpack that. So, um, so what, is that what brought you out to LA? Because I think I had heard an interview with you that you were saying that LA was random for you and, and you were questioning that guidance. Uh, yeah, that was that was a tough one. Um, the first time I landed at LAX, I got off the plane to get onto the next plane, and I heard "Welcome home, Danny." Oh my gosh! And when I get the guy in a very specific spot in my head, and it's a very clear sound, it's it's very very obvious. Mm-hmm. And I remember stopping in my tracks and I said. Welcome home, Danny. I don't live in LA. I live in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And I remember that I went back, you know, through on that trip, came back, landed at LAX to get onto my next flight to go back to Minnesota. And I heard it again. I got off the plane and heard, Welcome home, Danny. And I struggled with this for years. I didn't tell anybody about it. Because mm. I'm like, My guidance doesn't lie. Yeah. And it, it never sets me off course. And, and there was a lot to go through 
I mean, I had, there was a lot of decisions. I had family in Minnesota. I was married at the time. I had a, a practice, amazing, amazing clients. And I just, I knew I had to, I knew I had to show up I to come here. And so it wasn't an easy time. I mean, the, describing all those things I had to, to deal with. And I also had to take the national board exams mm-hmm. because back years earlier, they only had state board exams. And, you know, to go in as a 50-year-old woman and take the um, national exams. And, I mean, honestly, I was a, a little scared. But mm-hmm. then after going, because they're, they're not easy. Yeah, and it's a imagine. hot situation to be in. And in the back of my mind thinking, oh, crap, I'm like, I'm going to be leaving everything I know mm. and a place where I don't really know anybody and I, I, I don't like driving. So mm. to L.A. of all places. <laughs> oh, my gosh, I can't believe I ended up here. Wow. But I knew I needed to show up. And um, there were definitely some good times and some bad times of, of being out here. I've now arrived in the good times, the mm. great times. Amazing. Yeah, I have found my niche, and you know, meeting people like you, I would have never met you. I know. If I had been, well, you heard about me on my other one of my other podcasts, but people need to hear good experiences, and they need to know that our bodies are very capable of healing. Mm. And I think a lot of people don't get to hear that very often. They get so frustrated with symptoms and forget that we are amazing creatures. Mm, amazing. And, and yeah, I mean, I really just want to hear. So if someone's listening to this right now and maybe they're going through a health crisis or, you know, anything on that spectrum where they're feeling powerless or confused, um, it sounds like, because how did you get to that place of no doubt? I mean, I, I know you can't mentally get yourself there, but what would you guide them besides coming in to see you? What do you think is a common thread in breaking through that doubt? Oh, wow. So for me, when somebody pushes me, mm-hmm. I push back harder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's my own personality. And, and so when I told people, I'm like, I'm not having surgery if it's coming back in 80% of the cases. I mm-hmm. will figure this out. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my personality. Mm-hmm. And... For other people, I think gaining that trust in themselves, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to, to give an answer because everybody's yeah, so unique. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why I love learning homeopathy so much, too, is it's giving me another avenue mm. to look at people yeah. and, and help them work through different different things that they may not realize are areas of their life that are they're kind of internally stuck yeah. So can you kind of give the, the listeners an intro into that? Because I find it fascinating and really powerful as well. And I know that it's an area that you're going deeper into. So what is homeopathy oh, yeah. and how are you, like, what are some of the effects that, that you're seeing? Well, I think one of the, the most important ways to look at it, it's a way of talking with people, asking them very specific questions about how they relate to different things in their life. How do they sleep? I mean, it matters how they, their sleep position. Do they like um, cold drinks, room temperature drinks, all these things, all these um, questions that we ask are very, very specific. And it's, it's a long-winded 
figuring this person out. Mm-hmm. But what we're looking at is deep into the electromagnetic part of this person's being. Mm-hmm. What might be holding them back from experiencing something? And when we look at how humans work, there's there's these four components that that really make up the the, the body and and the the being the being of mm-hmm. being a human being and the most important part the central part of being a human is the spiritual component mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't quite understand that spiritual component but i think the easiest way to understand it is how do we relate to the world around us how do we relate to the universe um mm-hmm. How, what is our sense of, of spirituality? What, what fires us up? Things like that. Mm-hmm. The next component out is the mental aspects. How do we relate to things? Do we accept things with anger? Are we fearful? Do we have regret? Do we have guilt? Right now, a lot of us are going through a, a scare with the COVID-19 virus. And, and one of the things that I was realizing uh, this week while I was studying for my my exam, not not my exam, I guess for my next course, was understanding how human beings work and how this this mental uh, fear changes our immune system, where gratitude could be a a different thing that we could look at. Gratitude for, wow, I've got this body that is amazing, Mm -hmm. that knows how to to ramp up the immune system to, to heal myself or, or it knows how to digest or things that we don't even think about. Yeah. So the, the next level out, so we've talked about spiritual and the inside and the mental, how we think about things. The next component is emotional. And here's, you know, the fear things, the anger, uh, scared. Uh, when we can build up our emotional status of being strong and confident Mm -hmm. we're a strong and confident human being but the outermost component is the physical component which is so funny because that's what we look at we look in the mirror and we look at the physical component or we're like oh my hip hurts you know but we're not thinking about all the other components that make up this remarkable person Mm. that you are it's complicated but it's really fascinating so in homeopathy we figure out how we can work with this person figure out a specific remedy and give it to this person and let their body flourish in whatever it needs to do to, to work through that. Mm, that's beautiful. And um, gosh, I so is this something that you're working with your patients uh, one-on-one uh, now? Are you applying the homeopathy to... Not your, yet. Not, not yet. yet. Okay. But no, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still in the baby stages. I'm, I'm a six-month-old. I've yeah. still got six more months to go. <laughs> Amazing, though. Like, um, just because I think the last time... it makes time, sense. Yeah. It makes sense to me. Yeah, it I love does. It. It, it's um it's very profound. Um so I wrote down as you were talking earlier, I would love to kind of rewind and um some of your cuz you mentioned two near death experiences and then you had that like life-changing miracle essentially ha- happen to you. So it feels to me as I'm listening that that um that relay that you have with uh you know a power greater than yourself or with your guides or your angels feels like a very big part of who you are. Um how how has your relationship since that that miracle occurred in your life? How has it changed with source or spirit and um can you talk more about that? Because I feel like that's such an interesting world and everyone has such a unique perspective to it. And it just feels like that's part of your magic. So, um, oh, okay. Yeah. That's a really good question. Um, you know, I was raised 
I was raised in a Christian family. Um, you know, we went to church. We weren't we weren't um, crazy, crazy <laughs> religious, but yeah. we but we went to church, and, and that's what you do with your six kids. You mm-hmm. you go to church on Sunday, and you go to Sunday school, and and you know you go to Bible camp in the in the summers. And, you know, my mom was a church secretary for several years, and so I got very comfortable in a church. I think the thing that's really changed for me, and no offense to people that go to church, is the world is my church, Mm. not a building. And so, like, today I had some time that was free before I started working with clients, and I walked down to the beach. And I was looking at the mountains and the clouds, and which was really unusual that we're having so many clouds in L.A., but mm-hmm. I was thinking, isn't it amazing that we have this, this source of power that knows how to make mountains, that knows how to make these bodies with all their animating power and, and the ability to, to see or feel. And I was even interacting with the people on the, the path as I was walking, thinking, like, I kind of know what they're feeling today. Mm. Like that person's happier. This person's really thinking through something. And I thought, isn't that interesting that we have this nonverbal communication? And, you know, who else is is walking in gratitude like I was today? Mm. Um, to me, it's, I guess the source of, of power is not in one place. It's everywhere. Mm. And, and I look at, like I'm looking out at my plants on my patio right now and thinking, there's so much vitality in those leaves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they're so happy. It's it's a very, probably a unique place for, for me to be. I know um, my old business partner and I, when we were setting up our first practice together, we would talk about the differences in religion, the way we were raised. And she was raised in a very strong Catholic community. And she would talk about fearing God. And I said, why would you fear God? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and so it was interesting that during this, this course of my tumor healing, she was a rock star, by the way. I just have to tell you, she was amazing. I mean, if I was eating cottage cheese with flax oil because I heard that was really good for cancer, mm-hmm. <laughs> she was doing the same thing. She was sucking that icky stuff down with me because she's like whatever you're going to go through I'm going to go through and it was an amazing amazing experience Mm. now it's so interesting looking back on the near death experiences because it never really seemed like that like it was a big life changing event to me till afterwards I'm like you know what that was really cool that was really cool I have no fear of death not at all because it's such a comforting experience to go down that that tunnel and the light is so loving mm. like I, had, I didn't care if I came back yeah the one that I don't remember so much but the the teenage years when I do Amazing. and now you know working with with people I I guess I I take that that energy of source or whatever you want to call it or God or you can call it whatever you want mm-hmm. yeah and and letting it flow through and into people mm. is such a rush to me. It's so fascinating. Mm. That's that's really beautiful. I and so after you had thank you for sharing that. I love hearing people's perspective on how 
how they connect and their own personal language and relationship with that, with that source. Um, so after you had that experience in your practice, had you heard a voice or did you have like such a strong knowing or did it, did it kind of awaken something in you or had you always used spirit God source to help you with patience or did the messages start coming through more afterwards? No, it was after, after. it was after when that started happening and it was, it was so fascinating because I didn't, I didn't quite understand what was going on and I didn't know how to control it. Mm-hmm. I, I started to learn, you know, the more I observed or, you know, I could just um, step back and feel that yeah. energy, just remembering, remembering that, that light and what it felt like and not, not directing it. Cause I, I think that's the biggest key is instead of like, you know, send that light to this diseased <laughs> organ, it's like send this light through to wherever they need something. And, it was so interesting because my my friend that I was in practice with at the time were like, "What are we going to call this? Like, this is crazy. What do we call this? We called it Mojo. We just joking. They called it. People would come in and they're like, is Dr. Danny in? I want to get some Mojo.' And and then I was I ended up meeting some Reiki masters. I think it was a couple years into it, and we were talking about Reiki and mm-hmm. and as they described it, I said, "You know, that kind of sounds like what I do." Mm. But I've never had a name for it. We call it Mojo. And I thought, maybe I should take Reiki training. So I spent the next two and a half years training with that, and it made so much sense to me, and it finally had a name. Mm-hmm. And that, that, was, that meant a lot to me to have something that would have a name because it at least gave it some credibility yeah, and kind of an identifying feature. Like a lot of people, when they hear that I'm a chiropractor, think that I am a typical chiropractor, and, I, and I'm not. Yeah, yeah. And, I happen to have a doctorate in it, but it's a doctorate that's so all-encompassing mm. that it's so fun for me like, to try to explain to people. Like When I moved out to L.A. and I would meet people and you know, they'd ask what I do, and they're like, well, it's kind of hard to explain. You know, yeah. My doctorate are practical, and they're like, oh, you do that? I'm like, no, 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 I don't do that. Yeah. And it was funny, um, actually, um, a couple of months ago, I had some advertising people in here and I thought it was really cool like they came at the beginning of the year because they wanted they had heard about me and they wanted to start their new year right they wanted to start best foot possible and they thought we're going to go let ourselves get worked on with Dr. Danny get ourselves into a really great state of of being for the beginning of this new year and I thought that really meant a lot to me that that they did that and when we got done I said all right so you guys are in advertising how would you describe what I do and they looked at each other and they both said magic <laughs> I said well that was easy yeah <laughs> because I've tried to figure out how to explain it to people and it's it's difficult I never mm-hmm. know because every time I work with somebody I'm just figuring out what needs to be worked on yeah. <laughs> and working through that so it's, it's never the same experience Mm. Each time somebody comes in, yeah, you know, it's, and it's constantly doing different things. Yeah, and I have to just give you a shout out because I remember I first came to you at the beginning or last year, and I was having a foot issue, and um, I had never experienced it before. And I had talked to you know a regular doctor, and they said it's probably just plantar fasciitis, and you know, and at the time I loved to run and go on hikes, and it was really hurting. And I, I think I came to you and. I just remember like you tuned in to 
my foot and you knew exactly what bone was out of place. And then, and then you worked on my head, like with like the fascia <laughs> in my skull and, and, um, and then you caught something in my hip and in my hand. And I was like, Oh my goodness, like this is kind of crazy. And then I left and I think I came back twice and it really helped. And I was really blown <laughs> away and there wasn't crazy cracking or like you didn't have to take any x-rays. It was really, it felt like it was intuitive and you knew like kind of where to go. So it really did feel like magic. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, all right. So just kind of, so thank you for that. Um, so shifting a little bit, uh, because this, this will release this week and it feels like, you know, what's present for most people right now. I know, especially those in Southern California and the rest of the country is what we're dealing with currently is the COVID-19. And, you know, I don't really want to add to the wave of misinformation and just like, there's just so much noise around it right now because it's, we're dealing with it hour by hour, but you in your wisdom and knowledge and practice, I'm sure you're seeing more patients that are experiencing, you know, the unknown as well. Um, what are some of like your thoughts around it and or maybe tips to help calm the anxiety or the fear and just to really stay grounded during these times of, of unknown and just kind of waiting it out? Do you have any, like if you could yeah, give a talk yeah. to your patients? Yeah, of course. Um, one of the things I actually just put this on my Instagram, I think last week, which was people went crazy over it and they're like, you need to make a video of this. And I said, mm-hmm. this is something I learned in my Qigong training long, long ago. There is a gland called your thymus gland. It's right behind your breastbone, so the, the sternum. And if you make a fist um, just with one hand and you, you tap on your sternum mm-hmm. right, right below where your collarbones are, mm-hmm. so you tap that area maybe about 20 seconds, three times a day, that will stimulate the thymus gland. Mm-hmm. And the thymus gland is like the powerhouse of the immune system. So that's something so simple. I'm always looking for, for ways that people can help themselves mm-hmm. rather than relying on other people or other substances or whatever. Yeah. In fact, I think I made kind of a smart-ass thing on my Instagram, you know, don't have to go to the store for hand sanitizer and toilet paper because that's the stuff we keep hearing about yeah. is people are just going out and doing all these crazy things. And, yeah. and when you can have control over your own immune system, mm-hmm. that really gives you a sense of peace. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a simple one. Um, one of, there's a lot of things that, that I've found with anxiety one of the things that you can do is if you breathe in normally mm-hmm. and then you breathe out slowly. So let's say you breathe in for a count of four. You should breathe out for a count of eight. And what that does, we have a nerve system called a parasympathetic and a sympathetic nerve system. Sympathetic is the fight or flight reaction that we have. Mm-hmm. That survival, get me out of this dangerous situation. Parasympathetic is rest and digest. Okay. So breathing is sympathetic breathing out is parasympathetic. So when you breathe out slowly, you're bringing the calmer downer part of the nerve system into dominance. Mm-hmm. It's something that's so simple to do. I mean, I use this all the time for people, like let's say they're going into a uh, job interview mm-hmm. and they're super nervous. And I'll say, you know what? Just breathe out slowly. Mm-hmm. It, your brain will naturally go into that relaxed state. It may take you a few breaths to make it happen, but it really does work really, really well. Amazing. Other, 
other areas, um, right behind your left collarbone or your left clavicle, you can just simply put your fingers right behind it. So kind of reach over the top of it and behind it. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a direct nerve that goes right into the heart that will settle things down just mm-hmm. by simply rubbing on that area. So I've told people, you know, if you're if you're really in a situation and, and you, you can't get yourself controlled by breathing or something, just cross your arms, but just happen to put your, your right fingers behind your left collarbone. Mm. And that will automatically go right to the heart and settle things down. Incredible. Uh, I've taught some little kids how to use um, rubbing the left thumb, you know, where the the main, um, kind of on the side of your hand, okay. the side of your thumb where that really thick uh, musculature is between your wrist and your your first knuckle of your, of your thumb. Okay. There's that really, really strong muscular area. Mm-hmm. That's a great area to also just rub gently with your, with your right hand, rub your left thumb area with your right hand. Mm-hmm. That will naturally bring parasympathetics into dominance too. Wow. Now, one thing I thought was really interesting that I noticed um, when I moved out to LA, and I don't know if there's a difference in rates of C-sections out here. Okay. But one of the things I noticed with a lot of of, um, 20s to maybe 40-year-olds mm-hmm. with a lot of people with unexplained anxiety. And one of the things I noticed with doing craniopathy is I kept seeing this repeated pattern of the frontal bone, which is where your forehead is, mm-hmm. with the frontal bone not moving properly. And mm-hmm. your skull bones should move as you breathe in and breathe out. That's how your brain keeps the, the flow of fluid around it, getting oxygen in and nutrients in and waste products out. But when the forehead bone or the frontal bone doesn't move properly, right underneath that is where anxiety happens in the brain. Wow. And I think it's interesting that we bring that up because I'll see this, this pattern over and over again. And like I said, it's, it's been really strange. I see it so much out here, more wow. than I ever saw in Minnesota. And I'll be feeling somebody's head and I'm like, Reborn by C-section? They're like, how did you know that? I said, mm. you have a very similar pattern to all the other people that I've noticed that have been born by C-sections. And it's a really simple release to do on, on their head. It's very gentle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just have them breathe, and I, I gently direct the frontal bone to, to do the work that it's supposed to and move the way that it's supposed to. It's amazing. I mean, you look Incredible. at these that that you say, oh, you were born by C-section, you know, I bet you've had a lifetime of anxiety, frustration, depression. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, that pretty much sums me up. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, there it is. Wow. And I understand, you know, babies need to get brought out um, safely, mm-hmm. but it's a very simple thing that can be done. And I work on, I work on babies and children all the time. And it's mm-hmm. nice, too, because I work out of my house. And yeah. Calm. It's a nice, calm place. It's well, you know that calm. name. Yeah, it's so calm. And it's funny because I was born by C-section and I re- remember mm-hmm. you catching that with me and I left that day just feeling different. Uh, it's all I can really describe. Um, really subtle. Oh my gosh. So thank you for all of those, all of those tools and tips. And um, yeah, the breath is so powerful and I think connecting. And then I just wanted to ask you because you are such a 
uh, an intuitive human being, if there's any messages that you have for the listeners right now, I mean, I know you kind of already said it with the times that we're in, but if there's any, you know, parting messages or stuff that you want to share, because I know before we hopped on, you said that you have a lot of stuff right now that's current in your field. So I just kind of wanted to throw that wild card question out there. Sure. Sure. Oh, there's a, there's a few things. Um, Mm. One of the things that I recently added this to my website because I feel like when I'm given information, I need to share it. Mm. And one of the things, and I'm glad glad we just thought about this because this is one of the things that they correlate with anxiety, um, difficulty sleeping, mood issues, all, all kinds of things that we just can't quite understand what's going on in our society right now. Uh, I was at a research conference in Denver in October, and we were talking about the effect of being around computers Mm -hmm. and cell phones and the whole 5G thing. And, you know, I've never been one of these people that's like, oh, no, we're all being radiated. Mm -hmm. But we were studying different um, EMF neutralizers and testing testing muscle strength and and eye strength and and brain strength using these different things or having people hold a cell phone up in front of their their face but then putting one a cell phone that had a, a neutralizer patch on it and i found this this one company that seemed like it tested the best compared to all the other ones mm-hmm. and so I put a link on my website for people to be able to order these things. They basically look like little, maybe one-inch square stickers. Okay. And they have been programmed so that they neutralize the radiation that comes off of cell phones, laptops. Wow. It's Wi-Fi. Mm. And I noticed a huge difference when I put them on my, my phone I, and, and on my computer. I can pay a lot more attention. Wow. And stay more focused um, on the task at okay. hand. And so there's a, a link on my website okay. that will directly bring people to that website, and then they get um, 10% off their order. They uh, gave me a, a code called Dr. Danny 10 awesome. that people can put in the promo code. Okay. So that's kind of a, that's kind of a good thing to know. Amazing. Uh, yeah. One of, the, one of the things that I've realized really changes my mornings is and hopefully people can figure out how to do this too is before I get out of bed I lay I lay in my bed and I think about my body and I have gratitude. Mm. I don't think about anything that hurts or anything that's bothering me or things I may want to change mm. or I, I lay there and I just think you know this is amazing mm. that we have these bodies that are so capable that my body knows to shrink the glial cells in my brain at night so that it can get rid of more waste products or that my liver is detoxifying all the time and, you know, rebuilding itself, mm. even when I'm not thinking about it. I mean, it's just amazing. We, our brains produce chemicals to put us to sleep, and then they produce chemicals to wake us up. I mean, we are amazing. Is it such a great way to wake up every morning with such gratitude? Mm. You know, I'm human. I'm human. Sometimes I have human experiences, and I'm like, "Why? <laughs> Why do I have to have this experience? What am I? What am I growing from this?" Mm. But even you know, with my tumor, I mean, I thought it was the end of the world. I 
I was so scared, and I thought my body was giving up on me, and it was the greatest gift ever. Wow. Because I learned so much about myself and my faith and my pushing myself against when people say you can't do something. Just incredible. Yeah. Just like the resiliency of the human spirit, I think, has been really mm-hmm. present. That's incredible, Dr. Danny. Thank you so much. Um, You're welcome. Wow. I just could talk to you all day. So we'll definitely, as you go further down into the rabbit hole of homeopathy, I'd love to have you on maybe later this year and talk about more about it specifically. Um, sure, sure. Yeah, I know you're very busy. So thank you for taking time out of your day, out of your practice to Anytime speak with for us. You. Thank you. And um, so I know a lot of people are going to really want to get in touch with you. Are You're still seeing clients right now during all of this stay home during COVID-19. Of Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. And, in um, fact, somebody said to me yesterday, she grabbed my hands and she goes, please say you're not closing because of this. We need you. And I said, oh, oh are you kidding me? No, yeah. I am serve. I, I love you. You're always welcome here. Okay, amazing. And uh, so you only work in person, is that correct, at the moment? At the moment. I am. Okay. Uh, it's been interesting. Okay, so this is funny that you bring this up. Um uh, I recorded a podcast with Catherine Plano in Australia mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking a little bit about quantum physics. Mm, my favorite and, topic ever. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love quantum physics, and I've been, I don't know why. I used to do distance Reiki all the time mm-hmm. in Minnesota, and when I moved to L.A., I think I was trying to figure out why I was here and, you know, figuring out the ropes of living in a big city and, and meeting new people. And, and so I hadn't been doing it, but it's been really funny. So she brought that up. She said, you know, do you do distance work? And I said, what? Well, I guess you just opened that can up. <laughs> and I said, well, yes, I do. I just, I have not figured out how to put it into play. Mm from here yet, but I'm, I'm in the process of doing that. And it's funny that you, that you bring that up because I was actually talking to a Reiki master friend of mine yesterday mm. and she is, uh, she just had surgery and she is locked in her hospital room wow. or her rehab room. Mm-hmm. Can't, can't leave because of this whole COVID thing. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, well, isn't this great that you and I are both getting to be in a place, you know, at our homes, in quiet, where we're getting to flex our Reiki mm. muscles, mm-hmm. you know, really honing in on on doing this this distance work, and that's a whole nother program. I mean, mm. Jane, if you, oh my gosh, <laughs> the stories I have of distance work are unbelievable, even wow. to me, and I believe everything. Some of them, I'm just like, it's hard to describe it, but it's incredible incredible what can happen so i will be eventually putting that into play again yeah i'm sensing it i think that's exciting (laughs) i think that's you're so funny i haven't even talked to you about that yeah i um (laughs) well you know you know what's so crazy that i am just really like on my knees lately uh in wonder and awe and gratitude speaking of gratitude is in the last week since we're all kind of like hunkering down and relying on technology I am just fascinated at 
first of all, how technology is not just like some luxury or given, it's like a utility and just how grateful I am that we have it to connect and that you and I can get on a call right now and, and record this and it can reach, you know, hundreds of people. Um, so that's fascinating. But, you know, like just the realm of technology, I think is going to really uh, pivot from this whole experience and just get bigger and more, um, more holographic in the sense, because we're going to have to rely on it so that we're not always needing to be face to face. So I think holographic healing, or I say that that sounds like so Star Trek, but you know what I mean? Like, um, I think that there's going to be new platforms built to do distance healing, uh, in a, not just in the alternative healing, but you know, in regular medicine as well. So I would love it if you would, uh, open your mind to that or not even mind, but like open up your practice to that. Cause I feel like a lot of people listening are not going to be here in LA and they're going to want to work with you. <laughs> I know. I know I've had, I've turned several people away. Um, mm. well, about for a year now. ago yeah. I, for now I said, I just, I haven't figured out how to quite put it into my, my practice yet, mm. but I'm going to figure it out. Okay. Now you're the second person yeah. Hi, universe. <laughs> I yeah. hear you yeah incredible doing that. all right so for the <laughs> listeners who are piqued by your wisdom and your exper- uh, experience um should they still maybe shoot you an email or reach out if it's something that they'd want to be on a list for when you do start expanding into the of into course. the okay wonderful and yeah, where, where yeah they can go right on my website okay and, and there's a, a place they can send me an email okay great and then, um, and you deal with all kinds of health uh, issues, right? From people with cancer all the way down, like you were saying, to babies or older people. So, any issue, do you feel comfortable tackling or looking at, or uh, like I guess everything? Okay, awesome. <laughs> like yeah, everything, especially the impossible. Mm. Those are my favorite. <laughs> The impossible. I love it. Isn't she great, guys? I'm just so excited for people to hear you. Um, And then where can people find you on social media? You mentioned your Instagram. I do have an Instagram. It's Dr. Underscore Danny Underscore Loss Underscore Angeles. Okay, awesome. Like right right from my website. My website is drdanny.life. So it's D-O-C-T-O-R-D-A-N-I dot life l-i-f-e amazing okay and And, i'll have that all linked below okay okay yeah incredible well thank you so much for taking time out of your day and i also just want to say that you know i i don't know if this is the appropriate place to say it but um i just want to thank you because your prices are not outrageous and um i I think in la sometimes you hear of these phenomenal healers and you go to them and they charge you know five hundred dollars for a half hour to sit with them (laughs) or something crazy and i just want to say thank you for being accessible to people um and i think that's such a, a uh, that we need more healers who are gifted like you, who, who people like me can come to, or um, that you don't have to be like the upper 1% to have access to these really powerful healers. So thank you. Um, thank you. Jean. That means yeah. a lot to me. Yeah. Cause I know that LA is not a cheap place to live. So I, I honor you making yourself accessible. Um, and thank you so much. And I'm just so grateful. And I hope that, that you stay happy and healthy as well during these times. I am. I am happy and healthy. Yes. So are you. Thank you so much, Dr. Danny. We'll talk to you soon. Take care, Jane. All right. Okay. Have, have a beautiful Sunday. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. 
All right, guys, thank you so much for making it to the end of another awesome episode. Really grateful to have you all here. And uh, be sure to check out the show notes below for Dr. Danny's website if you're interested in working with her. Like I said, she's also uh, just announced actually after we release this podcast that she will be doing remote healing sessions. So that's exciting and awesome. And uh, don't forget to give us a rating below. Be sure to like us and... uh, Follow us along on Instagram at The Orbit of Venus. And most importantly, stay safe right now. Stay home. uh, Love on each other. And, you know, really um, don't forget to reach out if you're struggling. All right. Lots of love. And I will talk to you guys very soon. (music) 